How do we revolutionize cancer care? What innovations can solve global food scarcity? Can the next big leap in drug development come from a place you might not expect? These are the questions that drive us on New Wave, a podcast where curiosity meets life-changing science. In Nova Scotia, a new wave of pioneers are answering these questions, from reimagining how we treat the most daunting diseases to tackling the challenges of feeding a growing planet. Their stories are as inspiring as they are impactful. I'm Taylor McGilvery. Join me as we dive into these extraordinary narratives. We're not just talking about scientific breakthroughs. We're exploring how these advancements touch lives, reshape communities, and pave the way for a brighter future. Subscribe to New Wave on your favorite platform. Be part of a journey that takes you to the heart of innovation and shows how, in Nova Scotia, we're not just asking questions, we're finding answers. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, baby. Hello, my love. We are fucking back, baby. <laughs> it feels really good. The spooky times are behind us. The the Chris Kringle is just around the corner. The Chris Kringle. I don't think we're allowed to talk about Chris Kringle until after Remembrance Day. Who's Chris Kringle? Isn't. Is, is that just Santa's like fucking like <laughs> alter ego? Name. No, that's his. I think no, Chris, Santa Chris, Claus Chris is his real name. Kringle? No, it's not. It's Mister Kringle. Mrs. Claus, Santa Claus. Yeah, his name is fucking Santa. Oh, Claus. Oh, it's German Santa Claus. Uh, uh really, Chris Kringle? That's not a very German name. Chris Kringle is the lead character in Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Heinrich Kringle. No, it's Chris with a K. That's pretty German. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Well, first, we got to remember. Remembrance Day. That, that's what we have. I don't know what the what you, you folks down in the U.S. do, but on November 11th, we all wear red poppies on our chests, and we remember all of our fallen uh, soldiers from World War... Uh, well, I guess all the World Wars, but the poppies come from World War II. One, sorry. Do they? Yeah, that's a World War One thing. you come in here right now. We have... She's the most manipulative dog. The minute you pick up the phone or the microphone, she's like, ah, ah, I need out. Yeah. No one can hear that, though, except for Rose, you. come here. Rose, on stop, your bed. stop ruining our recording. We, have, we haven't done this in, like, weeks. On your bed. Lay down. Lay down. Down. Uh, so, first of all, I want to apologize to everybody because we were gone for a little bit. Um, uh, Bridie was away living on PEI and I was kind of on tour and then came home and got horribly sick and almost died. Wow. So, um, you were good. You know what? I'm really, I just want to acknowledge how quickly you went to the hospital this time and <laughs> oh, how, dude, how dude, no, 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 you, no. how well you seem to have taken care. And what's with the deal I with did not, them for the very first time ever incorporating physio into your stay at the hospital okay uh well first of all i don't want to turn this into a sick boy episode but uh i did not take care of myself the way you think i did because i knew i was sick uh long before i went to the hospital right i was sick in st john's and we fucking we were recording in st john's and partying in st john's i was trying not to like give in to the vices um but I'm, I'm I'm in my birth hometown, I and they love the drink, yeah. And so you know, and so do I. Um, and then I flew from St. John's to Boston, and I was hanging out in Boston. Me and Becca and two of our friends, Jordan and, and Br, we went to go see Big Thief. Um, and also, this isn't a just just the tips, Reco. But if you haven't listened to Big Thief yet, do yourself a fucking favor. It's the first time I ever cried at a concert. It was I was it was so beautiful. Anyway, woke up the next day and was like, hmm, I've got a fever. I've been I've been pushing off whatever the fuck this is for as long as I can. I think I'm really sick. And basically was like, do I go to urgent care or like the ER here in the States and potentially foot like a fucking stupid, stupid medical bill? like a ridiculous amount of money or do I just get on a flight right now, cut my trip three days short, leave everybody behind, fly straight to Halifax and go to the ER, which is exactly what I did. Bought a ticket, flew home, drove to the ER and didn't leave the hospital for two weeks. You got to do that though. Yeah. That that's much smarter than footing the bill of mm. an American hospital. Yeah, I, I and for people that might like email and be like, "Why didn't you have travel insurance?" I had travel insurance. Yeah, I was just afraid that uh, that they were going to nab me on some like pre existing conditions or something. Yeah. Anyway, I was in the hospital. I'm out now. I feel much better. My confidence is uh, very low since being in the hospital. I don't feel like my body just feels. Dude, antibiotics really do a number on you. Yeah. Mentally and physically, I think. Yeah. So. Is it because they mess with the gut so much? I think so. 
Yeah. You know, there's all this science coming out now that like the gut is the second brain. And that that whole concept of like, listen to your heart or like follow your gut is like actual, literally, advice. is like literal advice yeah. because it's, it's the, the, don't you know the that neuropathways like from your gut to your brain are very connected and you know, they think maybe one day like evolutionarily, I might be, I love it up. when science finally catches up with the woo woo with with what women have been saying with for, the, for eons well like follow your gut or like listen to your gut is something that i started to interpret quite literally a, a couple of years ago when i was having like the bv situation and um constantly like uh, constantly bloated and i was like what does it maybe the like i've always also felt pretty disconnected from my my intuition in a way that like i don't necessarily listen to it or i think i don't listen to it or like maybe i don't know what it sounds like so that's always been in question for me and then a couple of years ago when i was having all this literal gut trouble i was like maybe if i heal my gut i'll feel like i have a better connection to my intuition or that ability to like listen to your gut. You know what I mean? And that part of myself. And I, I, I'm so, I'm so glad that we can talk about that now without it sounding like voodoo. Well, it still does make you sound like a witch. Um, (laughs) I, I, I think it, I think it's less about like listening to your gut and more so like if your gut biome's all fucked up, it's going to have an effect on say your mood or your ability to like, your think cognitive clearly. ability. Yeah. yeah, like those kinds of things, right? Yeah. I, you know, I don't think it's like, hmm, a hundred bucks on black or a hundred bucks on red. I'm going to follow my gut on this one and go That's black. That's not what intuition is. Intuition is like... What is, what is the definition of intuition? Well, I don't fucking know. But what I mean when I say it is is my ability to know what I want and to follow what I want and without overcomplicating it or be, it being clouded is go, right. okay, well, that's what I want. And there's right. no question about that because I don't know most of the time if I can actually define what I want. People, people like, well, this is, what do you really want? I'm like, ah, I don't know. Go shove it up your butt. I've been crying all day about the patriarchy. So just like, okay, wow. Uh, all right. I'm a little fired up. <laughs> yeah. And I uh, just want to point out that is not because of me. <laughs> I literally have not been home. And this is what I walk into. <laughs> okay. Um, well, anyway, I, 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 uh, what else? What else can we say? I, I feel like there's so much that I just want to like catch up with our listeners because I kind of, I feel like we left them hanging there for a little bit. Well, I went to PEI and I made a movie. Yeah. That's something that, that Yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. You did that with a bunch of really cool... It was really intense people. on my confidence, actually, as well. Speaking yeah. of confidence, you were saying like being on antibiotics while... Being- Do you mean like your sexual confidence or like your overall like... Because I'm talking like as a sexual being, I yeah. feel... Um, I feel issues there. Are you just talking your overall like confidence as like a independent working woman who... Just like my capabilities as a human being and a friend. Right. You know, those things. Yeah, but you know what? That's that kind of, I that doesn't, that's, that comes with the territory of working with your friends. Yeah, and doing things you don't know how to do. That's right. I suppose, yeah. yeah. But sexually, I guess, um, on that regard, I, I uh, 
my boyfriend did come over and visit the first weekend I was there, but then I, I kind of was like, you know what? I think this would be good space for the rest of the month if I just like kind of do my own thing for a bit, try to invest in the people that are right here in front of me and in this temporary environment and this temporary like family that we're making and like really connect with them. And um, I, I didn't masturbate a lot while I was there by myself. So I don't know if maybe that's like something that I've been for the first time in my life I've been like maybe I should start a toy collection I have like two toys that I never fucking use but I'm like what maybe maybe there's something to this babe get a womanizer yeah I was thinking about that womanizer 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 who is talking about (laughs) maybe it was you you were talking about the the clit sucking or was somebody else talking about that like that's what it does. Like it's well, like yeah, it's, it it's, sucks your it, clit. Like it's a small penis. Yeah, I mean that's what it, I mean. Didn't you? Don't you remember when we were playing with it? Yeah, but I didn't really. I heard it's, someone in the last couple of weeks talk a, about it. That's exactly like, what it does. A blowjob. Yeah, that little. It's like this little nubbin. Yeah. And the nubbin's going like wow, 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 in out, in out, in out, in out. But it's like this, it, and and it's like I don't know, maybe like quarter of an inch deep. So it's like this little cup. Yeah. And that and the bottom of that cup is going up down, up down, up down. Right. So if you like sealed that on something, it would be like a mouth going Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's totally like a little clit sucker. And everybody swears by it. Dude, we like when we did that in that episode with um uh fuck, what was her name? Oh, with uh, Andrea, Andrea in Toronto. Yeah. I'm sorry, Andrea. When we did that episode with Andrea, um, uh, we had like 20 people write in and go, oh, that, that toy was that toy was the first thing that ever made me squirt. Um, that toy was the first thing that ever made me actually orgasm by myself. Like everybody said that. Right. Did you watch Nikki Glaser's stand up? I have such a crush on <laughs> Nikki Glaser. Um Mostly because every time I listen to her on other people's podcasts, all she talks about is how all the men out there fucking suck and like can't give her what she needs. And I'm sitting at home going, I let me let me do that. I could be that for you. Right. Um, but I know that that's uh, that's what that's what everybody thinks. Yeah. Well, she. She has a whole bit in her stand-up about using sex toys. <laughs> she has a bucket of dildo. She talks about Fuck a bucket man. of She's a so bucket funny. Of dildo. She's really funny. You're right. She is. But uh, it does. It feels silly. It feels the idea of like fucking yourself with a... a what? You, you think it feels silly? Okay. I never got the penetrative device in terms of self-pleasure. Vibrator, I started to warm up to in my late 20s because I've always just used my hand and like rapid fucking movement, you know? But the like, I would never masturbate with like, with fingers inside me. Here is where I'm going to step in and maybe like change your change your outlook here. Um, the sex toys that you fucked around with when, in your youth, like your early 20s or before that, or even after that, like up until now, the the spectrum of what you've dabbled in yeah. is very low. Oh, yeah. And let's say you've probably played with more sex toys when you were younger than you have now that you're older. 
Not true. I didn't start using my. I, I get. I see where you're going with this in terms of like the technology I'm, and the development. I'm basically going to say the innovation within the last like five years. Yeah. Has probably just like fucking skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. Yeah. And so you know you go to pop down to Venus Envy or or Pleasures and Treasures or whatever, and I'm sure there's a wall of shit that like if you also. I feel like when it comes to sex toys, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like the more you spend, the more worth you're going to get. Yeah. I could see that. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, t- I, I have nothing to base that off of. Um, but I'm well, just going to say that. How expensive is the womanizer? Uh, not cheap, apparently. No. And neither is the Hitachi, right? Hitachi's Hata- um, yeah, not fucking crazy. Um, but also there's like versions of the Hitachi out there that are better than the Hitachi. Right. Um, that, that one that, um, that, uh, when Becca and I were having a threesome with a friend of ours, was it just called she, the, she brought it over the magic wand or something? Like no, that? it had some other cool, uh, like cool name. I see. Okay. Well, maybe this is, oh no. What do you see in there for the womanizer? Well, price? I see the womanizer Liberty clitoral stimulator. That sounds about right. But it just looks like this. Is that what this looked like? It's like a little remote control kind yeah. of. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it looked okay. like it was from uh, like a like, like the next inter- iteration arrival of an alien movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's only one hundred and nineteen dollars, but uh, that's on pinkcherry.com.ca. Uh, but then there's the Womanizer Duo clitoral and G spot stimulator. So I guess that one goes inside of you, and that's two hundred and eighty bucks. Yeah, that's a little more. That's a little steeper. Yeah. Oh yeah, here we go. Two nineteen. Oh yeah. Uh, for the Womanizer Duo, the Womanizer Liberty is ninety nine dollars. This is not brought to you by Womanizer. No, by no, the way. Just no. The, we're not getting paid for any of this. This is the one. This is the one that she had. The Womanizer Classic. It was one twenty nine. I'm guessing that's USD. So look at. Oh my God, they got a. They got a. They have a huge shit. range of them. Yeah, they're all and they're all they're all Womanizers. Yeah, they're all over the map in terms of. Oh, the they prices. got different heads. Oh, cool, dude. We should. We should uh, anybody out there know who's running Womanizer? Who's like we should we should get them uh, uh, to sponsor the show. One hundred percent. All right, cool. Well, so you didn't you didn't touch yourself much. No, and I didn't really miss it. Although, I, like everyone knows, if you listen to the show, <laughs> my time of day is like two o'clock in the afternoon, and let's I'm at the office uh, when I'm on the film sets. I'm not skipping out to like masturbate in the crew bathroom or anything like that (laughs) right well i'm sure some people are (laughs) listening and going thank the lord um (laughs) but you know what was in the crew bathroom it um it was it was someone's cottage and uh in the bathroom right right by the toilet uh, was a stand with an iPad on it and tucked between the sink and the wall. Underneath the sink, you could only see it if you were sitting on the toilet, was like a little notepad and a pen jammed just, under the... Just for like <laughs> taking shit notes? Yeah. yeah, I guess. I have some of my best ideas while I'm shitting. Do you? Shitting and, and, um, and showering, but I do myself a disservice because I bring my phone oftentimes into both of those scenarios. Yeah. So I'll be shitting and I'll, I'm telling you right now, if I've ever matched you on Tinder or Bumble or Hinge, it's because I was pausing for a part of my day and taking a poop. Uh Uh-huh. That's where I get all of my matches is on the toilet. 
and in the shower, I have my I have podcast playing in the shower. But if I don't have one of those things happening while I'm either pooping or showering. You have ideas? You have yeah. actual real ideas real that come thoughts. through? That come to my head, yeah. They come through? They they don't have any noise to cut through? They're just present? No, they just kind of pop in there, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's like my meditation time. But I, I literally, f- I, I gotta, I think I need to kind of maybe take a break on podcasts because I'm running out. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm literally overflowing my my consciousness with yeah with chatter. I'm trying to do that. Do not that. I'm trying to do the opposite of that. Yeah, which is is tricky. Got to be really selective about opening tabs on the computer and or on the phone yeah i feel yeah i'm feeling this like urge for the first time in a while to like slow down and like get away from technology yeah uh and yet and and so in that feeling i'm i'm noticing how fucking full of it you are how yeah full of it i am yeah so yeah i don't know Anyway, That's interesting. I've never heard you say that before. Well, here you heard it here first, folks. <sighs> Jeremy hates technology. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. He but. hates information. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? What else do you got? Uh, um, fuck. I had a just the. Tips. How was your Halloween? Um, my Halloween was good. It was our last day of shooting, so our wrap party was that night. Um, and. I thought about dressing up, but I knew everyone was coming from set and no one was going to be dressed up. And also, um, the weekend before when people were also celebrating Halloween, I did decide to dress up as the lead actress of the film, which I thought was really funny. But then I was like, maybe this is super weird because I wasn't dressing as her character. I was dressing as As her, her, as as a human, which I thought was really genius because people have been telling us all since she got there that we looked so much alike and then but the part that makes it creepy is that i played the same character that she played in the short film version of the feature so i was like do i just seem like a crazed resentful actress who's like (laughs) i get it so and then that actually that actually would have been a really good uh addition to my halloween theme i mean that could have been your costume right there you're like oh i'm the fucking jealous crazed actress that is just pissed that i didn't get the role so then i i i send a photo of myself dressed as her to a few different people on the crew just to make sure that it's obvious what i'm doing and they totally get it they totally get it it's hilarious (laughs) but then but I then hate where this is going. I'm waiting to go out. You know how I go to bed early. I'm waiting to go out and I'm dressed as her. And she starts texting me and I'm like, hey, I'm dressed as you. And there's like no response. For- <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, uh, do you have any um, black eyeliner? I'll dress up as a mime. And I was like, I don't have black eyeliner, but I can bring you some of my clothes so that you can dress up as me and again no response no response so i'm already like two glasses of wine in and probably like a joint so i gather up the clothes that i think are most me and i put them in a bag and i march towards her hotel and um i get there she's like not there there's no response coming i go to the place where i think everyone was going to be pre-partying 
I can't figure out how to get in. It's at the fire hall. I can't figure out how to get in. So now I'm just walking around town with myself in my costume as her with supplies for her to dress up as me, which she is clearly not going to do. So I just went home and went to bed. And And then when real Halloween came up, I was like, do I dress up as her and go to this party is one time funny, but two times is super creepy. So I just did nothing. Yeah, that's my Halloween story. How was your <laughs> Halloween? <laughs> Not nearly as eventful. I went out as Peter from Hereditary. Oh, that's right. And uh, and I made a... Um, Wait, from Hereditary? Yeah. So Peter, uh, spoiler alert, I went out as as King Payman. All hail King Payman. And, uh, and so Peter, the son, at the end of the movie, when he gets crowned, um, I went out as him. So I had like, um, I had gauzed up nose and a crown and was wearing like his same outfit, like a hoodie and a white shirt. And so we went to, we went to, um, a big, like basically like base show, um, at the marquee. And, um, I'm, I made the, I was like, I'm not going to tell a single person who I am. Uh, but the first person who guesses who I am, I'm going to buy him a drink. Cause it was, it's a kind of, it's a bit of an obscure, like you'd have to have just watched the movie or have like watched the movie several times and like really love the movie to get it. Yeah. Um, if you're looking it up, just look up King Payman Hereditary and you'll see, you'll see Peter. Um, and no one could figure it out. They're like, who are you? Are you Jughead? Are you King Bob? But like got beat up. Yeah. And I was like, no, no. And they're like, so who are you? And I'd be like, ah, sorry, I can't tell. And they're like, yeah, you're an asshole. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to tell anybody. And then um, I was walking, like w- trying to find Becca. And the uh, I walked by Bubblegum Princess from Adventure Time. And then she grabs me and she goes, oh, my God, Peter. And I go, what? And she goes, Hereditary. And I go, oh my God. And I grabbed her. I was like, oh my God. You fucking got it. Uh, what are you drinking? And she was like, what? And I was like, what are you drinking? And she goes, uh, I, I was having rum and coke. And I was like, stay here. Do not move. Stay here. Stay here. And I like went to go get a drink. Bar was so packed. It took me a little while. I get the drink and I come back. And I was like, you got it. Like, you're, you're the first person who guessed it. I'm so like... No, no one knows who I am. You're the only person who got it. And I was so excited. I gave her the drink and I was like, ah, this is so cool. And she was with a friend. And then I was like, and I am now realizing how sketchy this looks and how this might be a little rapey. So feel free to pour that out. You do not need to drink it. I promise. You could have taken a drink of it. Oh, I could have. Yeah. But I also got one for myself. So I had one too. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Uh, p- trust me, like you really can pour that out if you like. Uh, and she was like, no, no, it's cool. I, I trust you. And I was like, uh, okay, okay, cool. Thank you so much. Like, that was really fun. And then I left. Um, and then, and then, uh, I mean, now we're, we're like texting back and forth. Ah. It was like a cute little. Good thing you didn't drug her. <laughs> <laughs> Good fucking thing, eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would be the most memorable person to try to make that that happen 
like to, if you were to drug somebody everyone would be like it was jeremy saunders yeah. everybody <laughs> everybody knows your face i would not get away with that <laughs> no nor would i want to do that how shitty would it have been if somebody else slipped it in her drink i was actually thinking about that later i was Fuck. like oh man what like that would have just been so so sketchy so sketchy. um <laughs> yeah well yeah, yeah so but it was it was really fun it was a fun halloween actually i got out of the hospital the day like the day before halloween and i went it, i i really don't do it right like i got out of the hospital went straight to a tattoo parlor and got my arm touched up and then the next night went partying um life is short but yeah that's right life i short. actually don't believe that but that life is short i i every time <laughs> dude, i dude, life is very short life is long no it's really it's like it it, it it objectively very short yeah it's long though no it really isn't <laughs> super not long it is we are just a blip of time yeah it's a long time though no 80 years or 60 years is a long time um <laughs> yeah yeah okay uh, yo, do you want to, do you want to hit a, just, just the tip? Yeah. Reco? Oh, okay. Um, I want to, before, you know what, I'll, I'll give you a moment to think about your just yes, the tip. Please. Um, because I want to say something about, uh, so, so this was a segment that we just started. Yeah. We've only done it once. Um, we'll probably like, if anybody out there makes music, feel free to send us some like just the tip. That uh, would be amazing. Intro music. And then we can play it, uh, as we throw it to the segment. Um, but the last time we did it, um, I gave a recommendation for music. Yeah. And what was your recommendation? I have no idea. Well, anyway, I, rec- I recommended or- Orville Peck. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I'm just, I'm still, I'm just smitten by this gentleman's beautiful voice. But someone wrote into us uh, over Instagram uh, on, on, the, on the DMs there. And they were, they were talking about the Just the Tip segment. Oh, and yeah. And this person said, also, I love the Just the Tips reco for Orville Peck. I'm so into his music. I saw him with my partner last week in Toronto at Lee's Palace, and his show was as amazing as I expected it to be. What a voice. However, I was surprised to hear Jeremy recommended his music without pointing out two very important things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That he hides his identity, but that he is openly gay. Very out of the ordinary for a country singer, obviously. And also that his mask is a flirty reference to BDSM culture. His lyrics and persona are so easy to tie into conversation about sex. Um, haha, but still glad folks will hear about him and hopefully check him out. Um, so I didn't know that. You I, didn't know that he's openly gay? I had no idea that he's openly I gay. I didn't either. It's funny that... Now, I'm just throwing that out there. I, I didn't do the research either. Right. So I haven't like read any of his like GQ articles or anything. So if he... Uh, you know, I hope that's correct. But um, she, she... Our... Our friend here on Instagram said that with with some conviction. So um, he does he does hide his face. Yeah, and, he, and like with this cool Lone Ranger mask, and apparently he he actually hand sews them all himself. Um, and we actually are friends with someone who mixed the vocals for his for his album, which is how we came across his music. Um, but That's I had right. no idea that he's openly gay, which is a huge deal. To be openly gay in the in the country scene, because that is not a very common, not a very common thing. It's like rap. There's not a lot of like being openly gay and like in the sort of mainstream rap scene. It's like that's that's really not common as well. 
LATimes.com uh, headline. Orville Peck is a masked gay country star in the making. <laughs> okay. That's the go. only uh, that's the only actual mention that I of of his sexual orientation that I can see. Orville Peck is here, he's queer, and he's Canada's biggest new star. He definitely is Canada's he's definitely a big star in Canada. Is he Canadian? Yeah, he's from he's from I, well, I'm not going to say he's from Toronto, but okay. um Evan worked like yeah, he yeah. know Evan knows him because they worked together on that album in Toronto. Right. So I think he's from Toronto. That makes sense. Yeah. His masks are fucking great. I know. He he If I was looking for a new man. Yeah. God damn it. I would be I would be looking for him. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Gosh, I like. He's hot. I think Nikki Glaser's stand up was going to be uh, one of my. I think it was going to be my Just the Tip. I think there's some really relevant. What about, and funny. What about Jenny Slate? Well, yeah, but it, she's not so sexual. Hers isn't sexual, but. I know. But does Just the Tips have to be sexual? No, it doesn't. I read a great book. It doesn't. It can be completely different. Yeah. 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 Go for it. Okay. I read a fucking fantastic book that blew my mind. And it's so funny because I've read a few of these memoirs that I'm like, I feel like I'm reading about people from my childhood. Um, But anyway, this book was called Educated. And it's by um, a woman named Tara Westover, who uh, she grew up Mormon. And she grew up in, I think, I want to say Idaho. And her father was like a total bipolar, like narcissist. And her brother was extremely violent. And her and like two of her siblings, their births were never registered. None of them were ever sent to school. But, you know, so you're following this like story of her growing up and relationship like working for her father in the scrapyard that he owned and basically making her way from that through like the whole process of of eventually going to college and eventually getting her like phd and writing this this memoir and she's only like 32 or 33 years old wow it's it's such a roller coaster of a ride like Every time she leaves and every time she comes back home, you're like, you're sure she's going to die or something, even though yeah. she's like writing the book um, just because of the wild, wild stories. And, you know, I won't I won't give anything away, but I could not put it down. What was it called again? Um, educated. Educated. Yeah. By Ed- Tara Westover. Educated. Cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, my Just the Tips this week, uh, I'll keep this really short. It is uh, going to be a, uh, well, I had one in my head and then I forgot what it was. Must she, have been a lie. Make a fist. Uh, make it a fist, make it a fist, make it a fist. Oh, oh, I remember what it is. It's a Korean film called Parasite. <sighs> I'm a very big fan of Korean film. Um, they do movies very well. Mm-hmm. And um, it is, it, it's basically a fucking like epic Greek tragedy set in modern times in Korea. And it is so fucking well done and t- twists and turns. And I mean, like if you, if you're into film whatsoever, um, do yourself a favor and just like find this movie. 
it it just recently came out. Um, it's probably going to be up for like best foreign film at the Academy Awards. Is it on one of the subscription things? No, I illegally found it um, just because it's like hard to find. It, it it I think it might actually be in theaters right now in some like select cities. Okay, but stuff like that is hard to find in Halifax, so I pirated it. Uh oh. Just kidding. I didn't pirate it, but someone gave me a copy. A likely story. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's it's just an, a beautifully crafted film, very unsettling, um, very well written, and very very. Don't watch the trailer. You watch the trailer, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, I I know what kind of movie this is." It, it, you're wrong. Oh, it is. The trailer's a fucking like it. It's meant to throw you off. Okay. You know, it's it's um, fuck. It's good. Anyway, Parasite. Sweet. <laughs> All right, let's hit uh, let's hit one brain boner, and then we'll throw it to our our episode, which I'm very excited about. We have so many great brain boners that landed in our inbox in the last. Uh, oh wait, last can, we, bit. can we? Can I have one? Can we okay. read the one that I have? Yes, please. Sweet, because um, this is just too good. Right, this comes in actually from the DMs, um, and we love your DMs. Send them to us. But if you actually have a, like a real brain boner, try to send those to the email. Uh, turn me on podcast at gmail.com uh, it's easier for us to find them there if you just have like comments or or booty pics or whatever you want to send us on the dms feel free but uh anyway uh this comes from Gilen. hi Brady and jeremy a brain boner for you both one i am not too sure how to word it but i will do my best in all of your sexy research have you come across any um ear play this sounds like a joke slash fake question, a la Dan Savage fake questions, but it is not. I am not turned on by my ears or playing with ears, but Q-tips feel so good in my ears, like so good, like on the verge of orgasm good, but I can't never, but I can never quite get there. But also I don't want to get too lost in the moment and hurt my eardrum. I want to orgasm through my ears. I feel that it is possible, but I don't think it is safe with (laughs) Q-tips. There must be others like me. My foot literally stamps like a dog whenever I have a Q-tip in my ear. In fact, I get the same feeling if I wiggle my jaw. Sometimes it feels better than other times, and I don't know why exactly. My boyfriend does not understand my love of Q-tips. I think his ears are different than mine. That fucking line. <laughs> I think his ears are different than mine. There must be other ears like mine out there. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gilan. I, uh, <laughs> I know you're serious, but this just reads like a comedy. Has anyone ever orgasmed through their ears? <laughs> JMB, have you ever come across any sort of ear play? Ear stimulation, not the desire to touch or look at ears. Anyway, I don't want you to think this is a fake question. It isn't. And please don't think I'm crazy. I'm just a girl who wants to orgasm through her ears, LOL. I swear I've come close, but I need help. Whenever I Google it, results are just about musical eargasms. Those are cool too, but not what I'm talking about. (laughs) Thanks. Love you both and the podcast. XO Gilan. Okay. Uh... And I and I just want to say I'm not laughing because 
I think your question's fake or uh, that I'm laughing at you. Yeah. I'm just laughing because it is, it's, it's just really funny to read. I want to come through my ears. Yeah. I, what, what I feel like if I'm trying to empathize with the sensation that you're talking about, can you relate to that? Like whatsoever? Yeah. Well, this is what I'm saying is I feel like I can, I know that feeling. First of all, Q-tips, fuck, don't put Q-tips in your ears, but Q-tips. Or just be really careful. The sensation of a Q-tip in your ear gives me in my ear gives me the same sensation as like to a minute degree of one of those scalp massagers you know those like right the little wire like egg head thing that goes like yeah and i think it's just all the nerve endings in the scalp which i would imagine extend to the ear because the ear is quite close to the scalp as well yeah and i get that and like if someone kisses my ear like like i get all sorts of tingles down my body yeah totally um i get the i do the I don't do this in public, but I do that thing sometimes where I'll stick my pinky finger in my ear and then I'll go up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Like people's moms do this a lot. You'll see like moms or older or like grandparents and they'll kind of like... They're trying to hear. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I do. So I'll just like, I'll yank my... I don't even know how to... How do you describe this movement? Jerk. Yeah. I'll just like jerk my finger in there like like I'm kind of like I'm jerking off like really quickly. And it feels Well, there's glorious. little hairs in there. If yeah. you touch and there's little hairs and it's like similar if you tickle the hairs of the back of the neck. Now, as much as that feels great, I've never in my life done it where I felt a, like, a, a, like a tingle in my dingle. Okay. So what you're saying is you have no idea. I, I don't. I mean, I can, as an actor, I can put myself in the, in the, in, in the role. Yeah. And and kind of like wrap my head around it, but I, I have never in my life had that sensation. Right. Um, so I googled it, and uh, there's a some conversation. Um, ear sex on Urban Dictionary. Yeah. The sweet sweet orgasm felt when cleaning your ears with a Q-tip. Right now, is that literal orgasm or is that like the Urban Dictionary like? It's like the you know sneeze. how good it feels. It's a sneeze orga- or- orgasm. Feels good, like a sneeze. Am I on acid or is this room like... Just, Rainbows? Yeah. It's the the rainbow maker I put on the window. Wow. Yeah, it's nice, eh? It's you, so pretty. Now that we're spending some time in this room, you're beginning to see. Yeah, we got a new living room. Um, But yeah, so I think the important... <laughs> I think the important takeaway from that being the number one entry in Urban Dictionary is... You're you're not alone. Yeah, there are other other ears. Um, uh, there's also apparently a holiday called Take It in the Ear Day. Take it in the ear day. Yeah, nobody knows what this, it. This means. all this sounds like jokes. Nobody knows what it means or what it celebrates. Um, but it is uh, December eighth. Is Take It in the Ear Day? Oh, it's coming up. Yeah. Does it mean? get fucked in the ear nobody knows no no we don't know it's a bizarre day of unknown origin we don't know where it comes from okay yeah oh wait there's a little there's a vimeo uh uh video called december 20th take it in the ear day by rob mcqueen yeah don't click on that okay yeah 
Well, I mean, I guess I guess we put it out to our listeners. Is there anybody out there who uh, who gets what our what our Gilan friend here is going through? And if you do, hit us up, turn me on podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, have you ever have you ever come out of your ears from a Q-tip being in there? Um, uh, again, we're not condoning shoving Q-tips in your ears. Apparently, doctors uh, don't think that's a good idea. Just as much as doctors don't think shoving your finger full of soap up your asshole is not a good idea. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, but I, you know, Gilan, I we're we're on the search now. Now we're on the hunt. So the the work begins now. You keep. Being safe, play safe. Definitely play safe. But uh, but keep exploring that. I'd love to hear if you do come out of your ears one day. Um, <laughs> uh, but we will we'll we'll try to get to the bottom of this. And you know maybe next time we're on a trip, we we get a sexual um, uh, health professional on the show. We can ask yes. them. James Cantor might know a little something about uh, you know the paraphilia of uh, of ear fucking. Take it in the ear. Of taking it in the ear. Um, cool. All right. Well, we hope you, we hope you enjoy it. You know, this was a long intro, intro, but, but we I missed you. Yeah. We just missed chatting with you guys. So, um, uh, we, we love you all. Um, uh, the fact that you stick around even when we might miss a week because I'm sick or because we're away, it means the world to us. So thank you all so much. Everyone who supports us on Patreon again, thank you. <coughs> you know, like, um, not to get too like personal about this kind of stuff, but, uh, the, that, that, uh, support that you give us is something that directly affects and helps us when, you know, I get shacked up in a hospital for two weeks and can't, um, miss out on, on making money to pay my, my bills. So uh, thank you all so much for that support. It really does mean the world to us. And uh, this podcast wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for for you people. So thank you for that. Um, And if you want to support, uh, feel free. Head on over to patreon.com slash termion. And that's that. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. We were in Algonquin. uh, Sorry, in Ottawa at Algonquin College. It's a little live episode. We spoke to Sarah, who was the uh, sexual health um, and Educator. sexual vi- violence prevention, prevention coordinator. Yeah. coordinator. Uh, really fun conversation. We we hope you enjoy it as much as we did because uh, there was lots of laughs. And other than man, that, I love I love going to those live shows. And yeah, like, me too. Sitting down with you guys. Me too. And girls and people. Uh, okay, enjoy it. Love you, and we'll see you on the other side. People here are actually Algonquin students. Oh, oh sweet. wow, sweet! How many of you know who Sarah is? 
Okay, okay great. All right, cool. Fantastic. For, for the majority of everyone else, why don't you lay it out who you are and what you do here at the college? Yeah, perfect. Okay, so uh, my name's Sarah. I uh, am the Sexual Violence Prevention and Harm Reduction Coordinator here. So, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's an important job. Hell yeah. 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 So basically what that means is that I get to talk about um, sex, consent, dating, drugs, alcohol, substances, all the fun stuff, all the time with students. Um, So my background is that I have a master's in sexology, uh, which is a scientific study of human sexuality. Uh, So kind of looks at things like psychology, sociology, all that fun stuff, uh, but the sexual components of each. And so that's sort of how I landed here in this job. Okay, so the, the term sexologist. Yeah. I'm guessing that's a very broad yeah. uh, a broad name for like a number of different things that you could fall with, with under. If, you're, if you are a sexologist, you could do a thousand different things within the world of sex. Yeah, for sure. Okay, sweet. Yeah. What, like, uh, is this where you thought, like, okay, wait. How does someone become a sexologist? Okay, <laughs> so I thought originally I wanted to be a doctor and open like a youth clinic and talk to, to young people about sex and stuff. So I kind of always wanted to do the job that I do now, but I didn't know how to get there. So I started off doing a bachelor's in health sciences and was like, I'll just be a doctor. And then I realized like that wasn't really what they did. And then I thought, oh, maybe I should be a public health nurse. And then I found this degree. Uh, so I went to Australia to do it. And the, the degree within sexology? Yeah, so it's actually a master's of sexology. It's the only one that's actually master's of sexology. There's like master's of sexual health and, and sexuality and stuff. But um, so I went to, it's called Curtin. It's in Australia. So yeah, I lived there for three years and did my degree. But everyone I know does different stuff with their degree. So some people are like sex coaches. Right. Some people went on to be psychologists and clinical psychologists. I feel like we, we both did uh, acting at Ryerson. Yeah. And everybody who was in our class has gone on to do different things like, um, you know, couch salesman <laughs> and, um, you know, janitor. Um, it's Very yeah, much so the I, same. I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I hope no one from our class you, hears this. Do you know anything <laughs> about sex surrogates? Yes. Do you folks know about sex surrogates? This was like a thing that I I came across my desk. Yeah. So, do you want? Yeah. So, Please explain. Yeah. So one of actually one of my uh, professors, she was uh, doing her PhD on like uh, different abilities and disabilities and, and sex, and so she actually. Uh, so she was a uh, um, physiotherapist before she was a sexologist. Okay. And so she was like, you know, there's no sex aids for people. And so she did a lot of her research on like sex aids and, and sex surrogacy. So um, it's defined differently, but it's, it's cl- s- people define it different than sex work. And it's to help, uh, depending on people's needs, uh, people with different abilities have sex. So cool. Yeah, but it, it, it looks very different for each person participating in, in sex surrogacy. This is maybe a super weird thing to say, but I feel like I'd like that job. It, honestly, like, I, I think it's super interesting, and, and a lot of the work that she had done was um, 
making like different mobility aids. So like things to help people pleasure themselves or like sex swings or like all this kind of like weird stuff. Not not weird, but like things that I, I wouldn't Outside have thought of. of. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah, yeah. like super crafty, new, inventive things to help people because the world thinks that not everyone, but like generally people with disabilities aren't seen as sexual beings and that's super right. problematic because they yeah. are and everyone is. And right. so I learned a lot from her. Um, it's not the field that I like ended up in, but I, I still like keep that in mind when I talk about things. Would a sex surrogate have sex with someone who... So it, it depends. Some people do. Um, Would that be considered sex work? Yeah, and so that that's or the thing. Like a like, really that's weird, the gray right area. Yeah, and right. so I, I, there it, are people who hire um, sex workers who specialize in in disabilities, and yeah. um, so I, I guess it depends. It's like, you know, what we, we all use words to define things, but I think it it's up to people to define it. Mm. Right. Yeah. I know there's gray area in terms of the legalities yeah. of it. Yeah, and I think too it's like, so people often like associate disabilities with like cognitive abilities too, right? But as long as people are able to consent to the sex acts that they're engaging in, then who are we to say that they shouldn't be able to? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, and I know like even too when we talk about sex work, like it's it's not legal to buy sex work, but it's it's okay to sell sex work. Mm -hmm. And so then it's like, comes that whole legality of like, what about people with disabilities who aren't able to have sex? And I, I saw, I can't remember which country, but um, so I get all these really like cool sex things on my newsfeed because obviously like I subscribe to all of the different things and like obviously our news uh, yeah i'd love to curated. see your search history <laughs> yeah i'm sure it's incognito right? i'm sure it rivals browser. mine incognito browser is my best <laughs> breath <laughs> yeah yeah right totally <laughs> i actually had to get uh algonquin to unblock a bunch of stuff here <laughs> so um even like so we the, the students can't watch porn on campus it's problematic i've talked to them about it but um so even like yeah i noticed that when i got here <laughs> yeah I, I sat down and but like I was like, sound check's done. What's up on Pornhub? I oh. know. But like the kids live in res and I feel I'm like, this sucks, guys. Like, yeah, you can't watch porn. So hey, use Roger, your phone. Rogers and has turn your data. Off. I'm just saying. That's so. right, I know. I'm like, turn off your Wi Fi. I had to explain to a plan. student the other day yeah. how to turn off their Wi Fi. Wait, is this you... something you actually brought up and like and, yeah. and did they do something about it? So they let me have stuff that, and and uh, I order sex toys and and so does someone else who works in the SA and so I got them to unblock it so we could actually go on pink cherry and i'm like what the hell it's sex toys like come on but yeah and i had to get them to change my filter i don't yeah i got to get them to change my filter too so that um a lot of the emails that were coming through would come through with the word sex i was like you guys can't block this it's in my job title the word sex so like. it's wild we get filtered so hard in right? on social media and like flagged all the time and it, it, it's it's such a oh, shame you got, you're on though yeah, maybe pink, they maybe pink cherry they... what's up this episode is not brought to you by pink cherry <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so maybe they took it off when i was like this is crap and it's not porn i don't yeah, know but they here. unblocked it for me and so maybe for you too what kind of deals do they got they're pretty good can oh, we look at the halloween yeah, costumes yeah there we go some of the good stuff. Wow. It's pretty good. Advanced nipple suckers in black? <laughs> Only $9.95? Now, Is that you, an Algonquin special? A, yeah, no, if you have an account, they're way cheaper. Yeah. You guys should get into that industry. You'll make a fortune. 
You know, you can get those uh, like monthly, like a HelloFresh box, but it's oh. all sex toys. No, I have yeah. not subscribed to that yet. Look into it, folks. I will. If you, you want to expand get blocked. the collection. Watch. Yeah, it's not working. What about Erica Lust? Son of a bitch. Can try you get on to Erica Lust? Incognito? Try incognito. I don't know if that will work. Incognito mode? Yeah, I'll yeah. try it. Anyway, you guys continue amongst yeah. yourselves. I'm just going to look up porn. These are the fun facts of my job. You know what? Student, you remember those student price cards? Remember those things that have yeah. been around forever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine if you could get like like a subscription to 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 Erica Less website because porn it's really good it's really good to pay for your porn if you're consuming hey, there we porn. go oh there we go yeah. it's oh. happening so there you go everybody porno 800 there you go good to go <laughs> what's up so, all right all right this, gonna, I think I'm literally know. breaking laws right now no, so I'm gonna fine. I'll I'm just gonna tell them we're, we're just showing the students about consent. Right. I picture you as having like a little brick and mortar shop in the school <laughs> that's just like you at a desk like this surrounded by like sex positive literature and sex no. toys and people are people are like like in Charlie Brown where Lucy gives advice and it's like a nickel and you go up and they're like could you please tell me how I can access porn on campus. And you're like <laughs> yes, I can. Well, put it I, in your pocket. I am curious to know, like, so how do, how does your you work here at the college? Yeah. How does your work? What does your work look like? Like, are you are you in a in a space where students come to you, or like, do you teach? Like, how does that? Yeah, work? I, I know it's everyone always asks me. It's kind of confusing. So. I'm not, so I'm, I'm on the counseling team, but I don't do counseling. So I act more as like a referral portal. So I do like lots of advice and Q and A's like this and uh, booths and outreach and I teach students and, but not like in a classroom either. So if you think of like public health, like what would Ottawa public health do or like any public health department, it's the same, but my focus is on sex and drugs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Sex and drugs. Yeah. We get asked this a lot. Yeah. What does, how does cannabis affect, can cannabis affect your boner? 
I think we actually named so, an episode. Yeah, that. yeah. So interestingly, like habitual cannabis use can. Um, so I, I'll start this by saying, like, I'm not against cannabis use, but people who use cannabis chronically without days off, um, it can actually throw off their hormone levels, and so they have lower, they can have lower progesterone levels, and so therefore it can affect their. Uh, sex drives and boners and stuff. Okay. Um, and I love that a sexologist just said boner. That's yeah. Great. I mean, like, well, I don't use clinical language because, like, it's not relevant to people. So I want, like, I'll, if you I say mean, boner, I, I say boner. If you said erection, I would have been like, yes. <laughs> no. That's like, I don't erection? know. Erection? Oh, come on. That's not that crazy. Is <laughs> no, but, just... like, I'm like, if you say boner, I say boner. Like, I don't boner know. Boner makes me giggle. It's a good word. You, boner is like doo-doo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it just it makes me laugh. But yeah, so boner. <laughs> so like, if you are having issues, I think you got to take like some days off. Yeah, okay, it can be helpful. Yeah, but but I also know like lots of people love having sex um, stoned. stoned. Yeah, I'm so. a day. I, I I'm totally into cannabis. I'm a daily mm-hmm. consumer of like I. I guess if you can microdose cannabis, then yeah. I, I do that. Mm-hmm. And I have an effect. I I don't find um, that it affects my libido so much. Um, because yeah. But it's so it's it's mostly for men, right? Because the um, the progesterone levels decrease. So if your progesterone levels decrease, you wouldn't really affect you. Okay. Yeah. So and and so this is like something that people don't always talk about, but um, it can happen. You can look into hormones and whatever, but um, you can also take like a day or two off of cannabis and, and it's helpful as well. Okay. Yeah. That's so helpful. But, and no again, not everyone has the, the same effect, right? But I know um, it does happen. Nobody's been able to answer that question for oh, for so long. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can't wait to get back to the like literally stack of emails that I have are like, why mm-hmm. is this actually happening to yeah. my boyfriend? So tell them yeah. to take some cannabis free days. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Copy that. Of boners and cannabis. Uh, there's a little game that I want to play. I don't know if you heard back there. I mean, you must have. There's only a curtain here. Um, but we played a game with the audience to kind of get to know them a little, little but more. But I couldn't see. So. Yeah. So so, so we sad. know them pretty intimately. Yeah. You don't. I don't. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna get to know you a little bit more intimately okay. by playing this game that we like to call um, 23rd date questions. Perfect. Now, Ryan, so, close your eyes. Not 23rd date. <laughs> no, 20. Questions, but for the third date. For the third, yeah, yeah. there you go. 23rd date <laughs> questions. Yes, good thing I explained that. I can see a lot uh, of Was there a lot of confusion going, there? Mm-hmm. Yes, 20. Very, okay, oh. interesting. Unless you're in the relationship that I was in where we didn't have sex for two questions. months, it would be Very a 23rd date Very deep in the relationship, questions. you're about to get married. Uh, <laughs> no, this is 20 questions for the third date. 20 questions you probably wouldn't ask on the first date. Okay. And so uh, we're, it's kind of like a speed round, and we'll kind of fire through them, and we'll see, we'll see how you do. Okay. I, I don't really think there's a way you could do bad. Uh, but we'll Badly. What's the strangest prop you've used to get yourself off? A t- <laughs> electric toothbrush. Oh, my God. <laughs> not with the bristles. Not... <laughs> Not the bristles. No, that would hurt. <laughs> All right. I think that would rub you right off. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta buy an electric toothbrush. Have you ever masturbated in a public bathroom? No. Oh, okay. Uh, what color underwear are you wearing right now? Nude. 
Yeah, I know it's boring. No underwear? No, 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 no. no. Nude color. Nude, Nude color, underwear. Yeah, I know. That's not boring, I think. Oh, okay. Is that boring? I no, I, I think it's very sexy. Okay, thanks. very sexy. They're cute. They have like lace on the bum. They're fun. What Shit. is the weirdest thing that turns you on? Mm. I don't know what's weird. Like, I, I love sexting. Like Sexting. not naked pictures, but like words. Mm. Yeah, but I don't think it's weird. It's You're so weird. It's also what I did my master's research on, which is funny. So Wait, what? Okay, R- write <laughs> we'll, that we'll, down. We'll get we'll there. Get, we yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Sexting. Um, uh, <laughs> is there anything you won't do in bed? I I don't like things in my butt. Oh, yeah, okay. I know. When we asked that question about butt stuff in the audience. Every single person stood up. I'm pretty sure that they liked it or didn't. They're it? just all they about like that. I know, stuff. and I, there's no judgment. I just I think it's yeah, an Ottawa it's thing. Not, I don't it's know. Not my, I and see, I'm from Toronto, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you prudes over there <laughs> in Toronto. How dare I? <laughs> sex while drunk or sex while stoned? Um, are you able to answer this? <laughs> I don't see. I don't really. I'm not really a big uh, cannabis person. Okay. But uh, the edibles are my friends. It can be good. So those. Those. All right, okay. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, inspired by our nine-year-old niece. <laughs> this is a weird question. <laughs> this is. This comes from our nine-year-old niece. What is the worst thing you have ever done? <laughs> <laughs> in bed. In bed or. Just in general. In, in your general. Own life? You know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Fuck no. Uh, I walked in. I walked into the house, and my niece was like, "Want to come in our fort?" And I was like, "Yes, I do want to come in your fort." Oh and God. I get into the fort, and she goes, "Truth or dare? What's the worst thing you've ever done?" <laughs> oh my God, I love uh, her so I, much. I don't know. Like, like when was I genuinely an asshole? Yeah, like, like, like when you go. When you're on your deathbed, what's the one thing that what's you're going to be like, regret? I can't, I'm so sorry. I don't know. I feel like sometimes <laughs> I'm meaner to my mom than I should be. There we go. That's, that's so That'll perfect. Do. Yeah, That'll do. I don't know. Yeah. I, which, which try is not a, to be such an asshole. But. It's a great segue to the next question. <laughs> it is. If you didn't know your mom, would you date her? So my mom is basically me as an adult, which I know I'm an adult too, but like, <laughs> except she has no chill. That's the only difference. Like, no chill. She, no chill. She's like on all the time, but we have a very similar personality, which is why I do my job. Cause like she was always cool with all the sex talks. So that's kind of what led me here too. So you and might everyone date knows her. that they would all date themselves. So you would yeah. probably date your mom. Yeah. Like I'm perfect. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, I'm kidding. Uh, Shaved, trimmed, or 70s bush? Shaved. Oh, nice. I don't know. How would you dominate your boss sexually oh, if fuck. you could? <laughs> oh Ryan, my God, you're getting fired tonight. <laughs> Wait, is your boss the camera person? No, but we have the same boss. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, how would you dominate? (laughs) Take those photos now. (laughs) You'd do it together, wouldn't you? You know what? He is the most precious human. I have two bosses, and they're both so good and spiritual that I just can't touch it. Okay. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Ryan, (laughs) that's how you dominate them. (laughs) Yeah. From afar. With your indifference. Do this. This is one that's a touchy topic. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) 
Where are we? Oh, have you had, oh, wait, we, oh, have you had sex in a public place? If so, where? Like, everyone? You want me to list? Well, like, well, uh, top. Or, yeah, like, what's one place that pops in your mind? <laughs> um, on my sea Holy f- <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I've never heard that Dangerous. ever before. Dangerous. Yeah. That's a new one. You know what's really interesting? Last time we were here, I'm not joking, uh, we were here to do a live show, and there was a condom wrapper right there. Mm. It was on the stage. Yeah, I remember. Was that you? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, did I leave it there? Yeah. Usually we, like, give them out. I didn't bring any today. I'm sorry, folks. Okay. But well, it probably was just someone thinking they were funny throwing it up here. Uh, yeah. What does cum taste like? <laughs> I think cum smells like bleach. Like, you know when you go oh to God. like... A, yeah, I, I, So I actually hate yes. it. I know. Right? Right? You hate Kay. it? Like, you hate it? I hate the smell. Yeah. Like, it. you know when you go to like a restaurant and they've just cleaned and it smells like bleach in like the bathroom or the floors? I feel that like- is the scent of jizz. And like, <laughs> everyone f- agrees. I mean, I don't really have cum, so I don't know, but I feel like... Uh, Your cum is flavorless. My, oh yeah, my cum, my, my, literally, my, I don't have cum. Like, I, I just don't have cum. But I feel like bleach cum, like, that sounds like X-Men cum. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense to me, but okay. But did most people agree? Like, there's a lot of head nodding, so... There's, a, there's also a lot okay. of like, what the fuck are you talking about? I, I, it's not like it's like a two-person sample either. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I've asked... All, I, I've had this conversation, obviously, with lots of people, and they're like, yep, yeah. Interesting. I, I okay, so I, what, what, you, I what hear... What does taste like to you? I hear mushrooms a lot. Mushrooms. Right. I, got, I guess I see a little bit of nodding. Yep. That makes mm-hmm. sense to me. Mushrooms. Mm-hmm. But again, I mean, my, like, I'm not drinking bleach, but I just think that's where it smells like. Yeah. Right. The right. taste is like nothing else. It's <laughs> funny how you can... <laughs> Man, I Wait. really... I wish I had come so I could like... So I knew... <laughs> Would I'll, you ta- I'll, I'll find you some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please. Please do. Okay, where's, where's uh, my next one? Where's let's the, hit the, the end uh, Left or right, which of your breasts is bigger? I, I honestly, like, they're pretty much the same. Nice. Yeah, I don't, they're, yeah, no, they're neither is bigger than the other. I know they're supposed to be, like, but they all, both feel the same. I just looked down because I haven't been wearing bras lately and yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying to like embrace it but um, it's weird in professional situations. Mm. Like everyone, Tina Fey is like, always wear a bra in professional situations. You'll no. never regret it. But then the other day... Uh, is this my, a professional yeah. situation? No. I uh, stopped wearing underwires. Like I like a bralette but I, I'm like, fuck this stabbing in my... Body? Yeah. Can I swear? Yes, no, of course. Fucking, absolutely not. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, I never asked that. Re- um, but yeah, I, I, so I, but I, I, yeah. It's just that I have, exp- I have very expressive nipples. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mannequin nipples is what I've been <laughs> nicknamed. But anyway, whatever. Um, That's so funny. Uh, Last one. Okay. What's the horniest time of day for you? Uh, whenever I'm awake. Whenever you're awake. Wow, okay, shit, yeah. I like that. Well, I feel like we got to know you there. 
a little more. I know. I hope you still have a job tomorrow. I know. Ryan stopped filming, so we're doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm not. I also filming. feel like Ryan's like my little brother, so I'm like, oh no, don't look. Like, That's so funny. Um, do, do you get often asked for like personal experience yeah. in your job? So I don't like. I don't always talk about it, but I was like, for this, I will. But usually, like when I'm doing stuff, I'm like. Uh, my own sex life's off limits. Right. But, yeah. And that's like a, that's sort of a, a professional yeah. line that you're just like, are you taught not to cross that? Or that's your own? No, I, I think like, it depends too. Like if we're talking about like an experience, I'll, like, you know, if people ask me something, I'm like, I honestly don't know. Like if someone's like, or like, cause there's certain things like I don't know about cause I haven't done everything in the whole world. Right. Right. And so like, I can actually say that. Like there's no like you can or can't. Um, say things. Okay, I this is this is a good segue because we were we were hanging out backstage before we started, and one of the things that we were, you know, we were kind of like, what do you like? What do you do? Like, what do you do on campus? And you're like, yeah, we do these events, and and we were asking like some of the stuff that you get asked by students, yeah. and and you you referred to like an event with uh, a specific. I, I won't name them uh, by name, but. A specific event that like brought out a lot of people, in particular a lot of young men, and you were saying that like t- an overwhelming amount of the questions were about anal. Yeah. And I've heard this also mm-hmm. from friends of mine that are school teachers in high school. Yeah. And like as soon as they start getting into sexual education the questions are like rampant about anal. Everyone wants to know about anal. Is that because people consider it like a form of birth control? I don't, I don't know if it's the birth control thing or the, like, the tabooness of it, right? Okay. It is like, oh, anal's like a whole foreign thing, right? But like if you are on social media, like everyone's talking about ass-eating season. It's like the newest thing, Ass-eating right? season? Yeah. Wait, <laughs> is it currently ass-eating season? Well, so I've, I've been looking into this, right? <laughs> what is the season? I got to know this. So the internet is divided. People claim that it, it's always ass-eating season. <laughs> But other folks, other yeah. folks claim that it's like only in the winter. It's well, it's yeah, like fall to like winter because of the sweat in the summer. <laughs> so oh my people God, are yeah, concerned about, about yeah, right. summer butt sweat. Yeah, I mean, I I get the look, I get the. The, so the, the internet is divided. But this is like every meme on my Facebook and even my mom oh my and God. like all of our like mom friends are like in on the jokes now. Like my mom's friends are in on the jokes. It's like everyone, yeah, it's the new thing is ass eating season. We can have a little ass eating season. I'm, that's the name of this episode. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite part of this. I feel like <laughs> ass eating seasons any time of the year. Yeah, really. I, I mean, like, who's going to say, like, oh, it's January. Like, I can't, can't do it's the like, thing I like anymore. Like, don't wear white after Labor Day. Yeah. It's like a rule. It's like, don't eat ass after Christmas. <laughs> yeah. that is, I, I believe that is a Christian belief. It's like, n- <laughs> never never eat ass after Easter. Yeah. But I always eat af- ass before, uh, whatever. I, I forget yeah. the uh, the old saying yeah. that Christ Like liquor made. before beer. You're yeah. in the clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, what but like what else, like why what else about the the whole fascination behind anal? Like 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 uh, let's say you go to an event or you yeah. throw an event yeah. and you just got like everybody's just like tell us about the anal. Like what yeah. is what are you 
<laughs> what the anus? Aside from or going, you know, there's no such thing as ass-eating season. It's always <laughs> ass-eating season. What else are you trying to to um, to educate on 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 the butt butt stuff? Like, yeah, because you just yeah, yeah. not getting your asshole ripped apart. Yeah, it, 100%. Jesus, Brian. And like, it's a really great so place to start. I remember like. Well, the first, like, I was younger, and it was like, you know, I was Fuck. doing education, whatever, and I went to, like, an all-boys high school, right? And it was a private school, and they were, like, they weren't really listening to me. And then I'm like, hey, guys, like, what do you want to know? And they're like, <laughs> they asked me about anal, and I'm like, all right, cool. Do you guys watch porn? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, hey, you know how every girl in porn loves anal? I'm like, Yeah. Like, not everyone in real life loves anal, so you better ask. Except for the entire crowd at the, <laughs> yeah, sick, at the Turn Me On podcast but like, I'm like, at Algonquin College. And we also talked about, like, the, the jizzing on people's faces, too, right? I'm like, porn will show you that everyone loves anal and everyone loves their face being coming, but, like, these are things you got to ask for, right? And it, right. So it turned into, a, like, a segue. It wasn't just about anal, but it's like, you can't just reflect what porn shows in real life. Yeah. Like, we really need to show that porn is acting and people are paid and it's their job. And like in real life, people need to have conversations about what they want, whether they do or don't want anal and, and whether they want lube or not and whether they want foreplay or not. Like they want lube. Chats. They want lube Everyone. in the butthole. Yeah. They I definitely know. do. Because it's not a self-lubricating orifice. But I mean, I'm not going to force them to do it. But like, yeah. yeah, I think that's really important. <laughs> You're not wrong. I, 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 I do. I do believe that, like, I mean. I, I'm 31, and I believe in the time that I came up and the sex, sexual education that I had mm-hmm. um, is not that much different than the sexual education that a lot of people younger than me have had, which really boils down to what you fucking see in porn. Yeah. And especially, like, we were kind of talking about this briefly back there, but, like, especially currently here in Ontario, you know, everything that's going on with the Ford government... It, there's no, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of progress forward in terms of what is being offered for young people in terms of learning about their sexuality and what sex looks like and what sex feels like and what it should look like and what it shouldn't look like. And, uh, and porn, I, I do, I will say this. I, I don't think that porn is like the, the evil of all evil and, and like no. it will like fucking destroy you and ruin you. But I also absolutely don't feel like it is the the standard for the education st- no no of course yeah. not no and i totally agree like i think porn gets a bad rap so do i and and i i have problems with porn but i have problems with tv like i have problems with yeah. all kinds of social media like and porn is just another facet of that and so people give porn a bad rap and i'm like yes but there is like there's different types of porn that we can watch. And That's so right. You don't just have to look at one kind. There's all kinds of like feminist porns and there's like feminist porn awards and stuff. Like yeah. there's all kinds feminist of Feminist porn is very, very hot. Yeah. I, like I have literally jerked off to just trailers of, of feminist porn because I'm like, well... Yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm too busy to get my credit card out and pay for it. <laughs> so I just watch the trailers. But, but it's like, it's hot. It's hot and explicit. Anyway, that's all I want to say. Pay for your porn. Check out Erica Lust if you haven't already. Or yeah, or I mean, there's, I mean, there's. It's not just Erica Lust. There's a lot of different. Uh, I like her films because I'm a filmmaker, so I, I get the the cin- cinematography. The whole concepts are. The, it's fucking beautiful. Anyway. 
A four-chambered heart is another one that I think is really fucking fantastic. So if you want to jerk off some trailers, look up a four-chambered heart. There's <laughs> tons of trailers you can jerk off to all day. Um, I want to I wanna talk to... It, there, there's a couple of th- more things I want to touch on before we before we wrap it up. I mean, we're like slowly coming to time here, but um, one thing that I need to just like kind of rewind a little bit on is you sort of glossed over the fact that your master's was in sexting. Yeah. Is that what you said? Did I yeah. mishear you? No. So my master's research was in sex. Like I did it on sexting, but I looked at like young people and sexting and I got my master's into like I started in 2011. So it was eight years ago before like Snapchat was like kind of just starting when I was finishing. And so it was kind of like just starting to happen. So I was looking at young people and trends and in sexting, but it was eight years ago before um, before it is what we have now where there's like Instagram is crazy. Like it wasn't really that big then and neither was Snapchat. And, and so it's changed a lot. But yeah, I did all my research on sexting. So what does that mean? You did research in sexting. <laughs> so I, I like, how does that work? Are you just yeah. out there being like no. grabbing people on the street as they walk into the mall and be like, excuse me, can I take a look through your message history? And <laughs> I wish. No. You got nudes on your I, phone? Let me I look don't at think you can like, I mean, you could probably do that, but um, so you have to go through ethics in order to do your research. So I don't think uh, you can like check out all the dick pics, right? right. So, um, right. so I, I looked at like sexting in schools and what the trends were, um, and so I did like uh, qualitative data and research looking at teachers' experiences of sexting in their school because it it teachers a experiences lot, uh, with their students. So instead of interviewing young people because they're vulnerable. I looked at like what the staff perspective was. So I talked to like the school psychologists, the principals, the teachers. And so what they found was like people were starting at like 11 and 12, basically the second they get a phone or an iPad or anything. And they'll start with like sending underwear and bra pics and then it gets more and more racy the older they get. But the issue isn't that this, the sexting happens, it's like that people are putting their face in it, it's getting out there, they're getting bullied. They're get, and so that was sort of like what my focus was. So it wasn't just like hot, texting messages right yeah because i think once you start diving into that that's sort of world (laughs) like did you also and you know kind of put it into a bit of a change of direction every bit but it it, did you is there any of that did any of that sort of what's the deal with like child porn yeah and sexting in in junior high high school like that area yeah. where there's you're, there, you you're get not a dick pic and you age. share it with all your friends yeah exactly yeah. so this is the like the issue where like the law hasn't caught up with like what's actually happening so the age of consent uh in canada is 16 for people to consent to anyone not in a position of power at 18 you can consent to anyone at 12 you can consent up to two years older and at 14 you can consent up to five years older but that doesn't translate to sexting because under the age of 18 it's considered possession manufacturing or distribution of child pornography oh whoa so just yeah whoa so i know like the the like people are really getting charged for like sending their you know boyfriend a nude or whatever but i'm always like don't put your face in your pictures don't put your face in your pictures right then you can even if it gets out there you can deny it's you like that's like one of the like harm reduction tips like i know people are going to send nudes i get it we've all been there I'm not judging you, but if you put your face in it, then you can't deny that it's yours, right? And so right. just like little things like that where it's like you can do whatever you want, but like it's it's technically legal, right? And so mm-hmm. how does that look? And and so usually people only get in trouble if they like send it. So say I send it to you 
and then you send it to like every person, um, they didn't have the consent to their like share that picture. And so that's where it gets like more, uh, the police don't like, if I just send you a nude, like the police aren't gonna be like, let me see your phone in case there's like a tip pick in it, right? Like it's, right. yeah. This is interesting I've, because every nude I've sent, I get my face in and I go. <laughs> yeah, but it's harder for you. Because I thought that's hot, <laughs> yeah. but I guess. But like most people, when they send like boob shots, okay. they're like, hey. Yeah, right. Sure, sure, well, sure. Well, the thing is, is that, is anybody telling them that that's illegal? Because I feel no. like they're only finding out when they fuck up. Yeah. And then yeah. they're like, oh, well, no, nobody was telling us that there were rules about this. We're just doing it. Well, and that's like, so that's the thing, like here my job is to talk about these things so because it's not a high school consent class the day they get to school I go into the residence and we do something called the bang and brunch where I talk about like here's how to have the best sex ever and it's like talk to your partner explore your body look into this like figure out what you like have conversations and like do all this stuff and like we talk about sexting and that because no one's ever told them before and like at the age of 17 18 19 20 when people are coming here that's old it's too late we should be getting this at 12 um, but I mean, the the curriculum Great. has Some changed. Parents would be like, absolutely not. I know. Not. Whenever I tell people like the age of consent is twelve, every person, typically the fathers, are like, oh, not my kid. And I'm like, yes. I don't even have a kid, and I did that in my head. I was like, not my it's kid. It's always oh, dudes. Oh, what? And I'm like, it, it's yeah, it's so funny. It's always dudes who are like more up and down. Yeah. The moms are like, oh, okay, I know. Right. I, I mean, I, I got, I remember looking in the dictionary for words that I was hearing on television and no one would tell me what they meant. And I, I was definitely in elementary school during that time. And yeah. that was, that was how I was, that was my sex education. I know. See, I had this really cool mom and she like would answer all my questions and all my friends would ask her stuff. And that's literally why I do my job is because I realized that all these people didn't know anything about sex. And like, I had this mom who would talk to us and open up and share and she mm. was really cool about it. And so I was like, yeah, this is what I actually need to do because I liked it. My sexual education was a grocery bag in the woods. <laughs> With a series of magazines. Oh, I wasn't sure this that was going. we hid. We found, we moved, hid in a different place, and then we all went and gathered around it for about a week. Oh. And then it was moved on us and we never saw it again. So Sad. anyway, um, I'm gonna throw it to a brain boner. So here's the thing, we there's a segment we do on the show, and for those of you who don't listen to the show, um, every almost every episode we have a, a bunch of people that write in with their questions um, and advice or their request for advice from the two of us. And uh, we're not professionals uh, whatsoever, uh, as you can probably fucking tell over the last little bit. And so um, uh, we try to give advice from like a friend's perspective. But I figured we got a sexologist here. This might be a good opportunity to offer our two cents, but also get your two cents in there as well. Perfect. So uh, I'm going to read this. It's a little bit long. I'll try to, I'll try to get through it here. I'm not great at uh, reading it loud, but let's try. Hi, Jeremy and Bridie. I've been listening to your podcast for several months and want to say uh, thank you. Uh, okay. I wanted to seek your opinion, thank you, on a brain boner. My husband and I met when we were 15. We were each other's first serious relationship, and we've only ever slept with each other. We got engaged at 16, moved to Canada together from the UK when we were 19, were married at 20, and just recently had our first baby at 25. 
We both grew up in very conservative British households. Still, to this day, if there is a sex scene in a TV show we're watching, my dad will start fidgeting and loudly announce, Right, who wants a cup of tea? (laughs) Try my best there. As a result, both me and my husband find talking about sex really awkward and embarrassing. I can barely even say the word sex out loud without cringing. For several years, we managed to maintain a good sex life through physical communication only. But since the birth of our son, our inability to communicate about sex has left us at an impasse. I have a very different relationship with my body now. I find it difficult to feel attractive. We have a baby sleeping in our bed, and to make matters worse, being touched intimately triggers flashbacks of my difficult delivery. My husband has never complained and never pressured me into sex. His solution has been to give me space, with the result that we've had bad and painful sex three times in the last seven months. He's essentially said, I know this has been a rough road for you. Work through your shit and come back to me when you're ready. I'll be right here and I'm happy to wait. I can't help but feeling this isn't all on me though. I'm worried that we either fix this now or accept that our marriage will be sexless forever. I want to reinvent and reinvigorate our sex life and make space for the new woman that I've become. But all this requires the two of us working through this together. I know that your answer to most brain boners is communicate, but for real, how? We have no vocabulary for talking about sex and no history of having those types of conversation. What tangible advice can you give me for introducing those much needed conversations into our relationship in a way that isn't so awkward that it kills all the romance? Thank you so much for everything you're doing. Person. I'm not going to say their name because I don't think... that's it. Okay. That was deep. That yeah. is, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, I think, is this, are we all doing this? Or? Yeah, let's all yeah. do it. Yeah, we'll let's all, all dive it. in. Okay. I, I think it's, it's a hard one because there's multiple factors here. It's not just that the communication is, it's just that she actually is experiencing pain during mm. touching. So it's like, it's multifaceted here. Like the communication thing we can work on, but the pain is a different thing and that's real. Um, and so that's like, it's like multifaceted. That one is definitely hard to overcome. Um, and so it really depends on where and why the pain is coming. Like, is there still tears or like, you know, and could they try using different size things to- Is it only physical pain? Yeah, is it like also mental pain? It, yeah, I, I, I don't, so that's hard to right. answer that question without like knowing more specifics. That one might be good to like talk to a medical professional about where the pain is coming from. Uh, like a pelvic floor physiotherapist. Yeah. They, yeah. They're really Fantastic. well trained for, yeah. that, for that kind of stuff. For before birth and yeah. after. Yeah. Like, but also, you know, talking to a medical professional about mm-hmm. sex, even when you can't talk to, even when the word sex makes you feel uncomfortable... Like, where do you start? You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. think that's, I think that's the one thing that really stands out to me is this person who's going, I get it. I fucking get it. Communicate or find a way to talk about it or find the language. But, like, I, I don't even have the vocabulary or the, the confidence to even, like, open my mouth to form the shape that mm-hmm. I need to push the air out to say the words. 
I yes. have a thought. You down in front. What yeah. do you think? <laughs> well, she wrote that email. Yeah. She's so no, very brave. And I the first thing that came to mind was like, why don't you read that email to your partner? Yeah. I mean yeah. and if you could if you can't say it out loud, you could still share your writing. Like mm-hmm. when you were talking about sexting, really I was like, point. I have a real block about dirty talk. Like I, I'm actually working. I'm actually getting better. But um, I had had a, a bit of a block around just like o- opening my mouth and saying something in the moment and like trusting that it wouldn't fucking ruin everything. Yeah. And but then I started to figure it out through writing, through mm-hmm. text messages. And I was like. Oh yeah, I can get into this. So if you can write that email, listener, yeah, then you can probably at least share some of your thoughts in writing yeah. with your partner. I I think that's a really good point because and and just to kind of like tie this into something that's a little less uh, related to this, but something that I think probably makes a lot of sense. You know, you and I have been together now for like I don't know eleven years. Yep, you know better than me. And uh, in that span of time, we've had like our fair share of like pretty serious fights. Mm-hmm. And I've always really appreciated your ability within those moments to take space from the two of us and communicate to me with, with your words through writing where you would go, okay, like we're not going to like we're not going to talk face to face. I'm going to write you this fucking email or this letter or whatever. And then you would send it my way or slip it to me. And then I would sit there and I'd read those words and you had the time to really formulate what it was you were trying, like that you really had to get out in a very like smart and eloquent, eloquent way where if in the moment and in the heat of things, it might've come out different or you might have like, fumbled your words or whatever whereas like where it's written out I really see it for what it is and and it allows me to like process what you feel and then we can come back together and have a a conversation based off that that email that I just read you know like I was reading that and I was going this is very well written this is very detailed Mm -hmm. she very much knows how she feels I think there's something to that. And maybe if it's not reading that email, but like taking a minute to go, okay, what, it, what exactly do I want to communicate to my husband mm-hmm. in the words that I, that I feel like would be the most effective? Yeah, I think there's something I, to that. No, I, I agree. Like I, I do think it's important like people writing out their things because then it's not just you being like, I hate you and I'm mad at you and like all your rage, right? Or, or whatever they're... Oh, to her, yeah, to yeah. herself or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah, but but I, I, it's so multifaceted. Like if, again, it's like the pain is one thing and then the not having the words to talk about sex to begin with. Like I do think you're onto something with like if you write a letter. Um, but if they're not comfortable with that, I do think that like any baby step <clears throat> is better than nothing. Like yeah. if they can't write a full... Um, full letter or something just saying like write a haiku <laughs> yeah yeah i mean uh you went to that kind of uh art school i i i don't know that I would, <laughs> <laughs> that would be my uh we could all tell by his british accent that he yeah. went to a professional 
acting trainings for hey, four years. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> Haiku, yeah. Not a word I use in my vocabulary, but it exists um, for I, a reason. I do think there is something else to be said about, you know, th- that this scenario, I think, goes much deeper than, mm-hmm. like, just communicating with your partner. And, like, yeah. there, there seems... It seems like there needs to be a some sort of mediator from the outside that kind of has a a an opinion to to maybe help. No, I agree, and I, I think like that's a the thing. Like, there's multiple doctor, people. Yeah, yeah. A therapist, a doctor, yeah. like a, a couples counselor, or like a clinical sexologist. Yep. Um, a, a pelvic floor physiotherapist. Like, there's so many professionals that can help with this. This is like that people have to be comfortable with that, and if they're not, then like slow baby steps of like talking about it right yeah. like drop a hint here and then there and I, I don't know how else to do it because like if you're not comfortable saying it you're you're not you're gonna push it aside but obviously it's an issue for her because she wrote to you about yeah. it so obviously like you know if you're able to do that hopefully you're able to like make those little steps that yeah and it will get less uncomfortable 100%. to talk about it once yeah. you just start actually saying words out loud. Has it, I, I, maybe this is too personal of a question, but do, you, do ha, maybe show of hands, like who's a fan of therapy or like having a mediator? By round of applause. Uh, yeah, have, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, 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 there we go, yeah, yeah. I mean... It's I, so helpful, honestly, it's so like, helpful. this is for your own mental well-being. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you were... If you, I would hope that if you were going through, um, you know, like a bout of depression, you would find, you would seek medical help. You'd seek yeah. help from a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a, you know, a therapist of, of some sort. And if this is, this is all, this is, I feel like this is in line with that. This is, this is for your own personal well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you are expecting to go the rest of your life a very young life right now the rest of your life with a trying to do it by unhappy physical sexless marriage that that you like are constantly thinking about like that that's no there's no that's not a life no you know that's not a life that i feel like anybody would really want to live so why wouldn't you take action the same way you take action about your own physical body your own your own mental health your own physical health I think it, it falls just in line with that. So, I, yeah. And we are like, we're all a little bit, I maybe with a few exceptions, a little bit traumatized by our coming up, learning about sexuality. Like it came as quite a shock to me that, you know, the only thing I really stands out to me from my sex education is like, if you have sex too early, you will get cervical cancer. That was like the thing Fact. that I carried that with like, me. But because you're older than like, the, and so am I. But they didn't give us the HPV shot in grades eight or whatever. And no, now no, they do. No, yeah. I was yeah. just like, oh, be a virgin for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Eighteen. Eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. No, I I agree. Like I think, uh, all, well, and that's the thing. Like so much sex education was bad and wrong and taboo. But like even lots of conservative people have sex, right? Like, it's not saying that they can't. It's that they have to find a way to find where what sexuality means to them. And so, mm-hmm. but it, it is, like, for a lot of people, something you have to work on, right? Like, it's a lot of undoing yeah. before you can actually, like, yeah. move towards a, a healthy place, kind 100%. of. Yeah. Uh, this has been a treat. 
I, I, I'm, I, first of all, I want to say I'm so glad that we got to meet the last time we were yeah, here. Yeah, me too. And that you kind of planted the seed to, uh, to, Come to, back. to connect the next yeah. time we came around. Um, so, so thank you for taking the time to be on the stage. Usually I'm like, thanks for being so brave, but like, this is your fucking job. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for, thank you. Thanks for doing your masters in sexting. <laughs> yeah. And Anytime. then, and then on top of that, I think it's important to say thank you to all of you. You know, yeah, this thanks. is, mm-hmm. we for were, your curiosity. we were backstage earlier having a conversation about, um, why we decided to do this and, and something that I feel very strongly about is like, you know, um, and some of you might know this, but, but I, I look at the way that we, we view and, and talk about sex. Uh, I see a lot of similarities in the way that we view and talk about death. Mm. You know, we as a society are a death phobic society. We don't want to talk about the thing that makes us uncomfortable. We push it away. We don't want to, we, we want to avoid it. And I think that at least for the, you know, the way that I've been brought up um, and I know the way that you've been brought up, we, we've been taught to be a death, or, or, sorry, a sex phobic society as well. And um, I think that's stupid, you know, because just like death, sex is also the other thing that Start. we all have in common. Yeah. It starts your life and one ends your life. No, yeah, so yeah. You None of you fucking people would be here if it wasn't for your parents yeah. fucking. How cool is that? Yeah. Right? And so we, we're all connected by that one thing, yet for whatever reason, we, we've all been told or at least taught in some way that um, it's, it's shameful or we shouldn't look at it or we shouldn't talk about it. Um, and, and again, I, I think that's really silly. And so... Uh, it means the world to myself and to Bridie that that you all are here to listen to the conversations that we have on this show. Um, I think these conversations are something that have, have like fundamentally changed my life, and none of that would be possible shamelessly for myself. None of that would be possible if it wasn't for the people on the other end who are there to listen. So I want to say thank you all so much for for being here tonight and give yourselves a round of applause. It really means a lot. All right, for the sake of the recording, thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another fascinating episode. Well, you know what? Let's do our spiel, the whole rate and review spiel. Rate and review spiel. We can leave that. Yeah, let's not do that. But let's say until next week, Go fuck yourself. Yeah.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.